Today's episode of Shmi is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor.fm to be more specific. If you guys have not heard about Anchor, let me explain. First of all, it is the easiest way to make a podcast and it is free. F-R-E-E free. Prior to me moving the home base of Shmi to Anchor, I was paying more than $20 a month for a different service to send out the podcast to you guys and I was not seeing anything in return. I was literally being robbed. So with Anchor, unlike myself, who has thousands of dollars in equipment to record the podcast, you don't need any of that. All you need is a phone or a computer because there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit. Edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more places. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. The other services I was using were expecting 10,000 people to listen to an episode for me to get like three bucks. That is not the case with Anchor. You could have just your mom listen to your podcast and you can make some money if she listens a lot over and over again. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And now back to the episode. Welcome back. You are listening to the Shmi podcast. I am your host, Sam Pelissero, at not Sam Pelissero on, on Instagram and at Shmi podcast. So today I am here with the one, the only, the grand, the great, the co-founder and co-creator of the podcast and the word Shmi. The one and only Ryan Ross. Oh, my best friend and brother. Woo! So it's so weird that you that he wasn't on the first episode, but that was just because of timing and the way things yeah. worked. And also the whole reason why the podcast even started was that everyone wanted to hear my Uber stories. Yeah. So I thought, let me let me give the kids what they want. And then they'll get into... see if I can write Ryan in somewhere. I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> but I'm like running. Um but so What's so interesting about the fact that I just said Shmi with Ryan in the room is it didn't feel the same way that I said Shmi during the podcast last week. Because with you, that's literally our yeah, word. It is. Like, like we'll use it when we're sad. We'll go, San Shmi. And, <laughs> and when we're happy, we'll go, Shmi! Yeah. It's a whole nine yards. And that's what... It's so, the way you say it. It's the way you say it. And that's why it's so funny that that word on Urban Dictionary exists. And it means the things that yeah. we use it for, which I think is so weird because then that means that there's other Sam and there's Ryans a out there. There's, there's a Shmi cult. cult out there. Y'all, I would love if you are listening to this podcast, Shmi cult hit us up. Yeah. My number is, no, can you imagine I just dropped my number right now? <laughs> also, I mean, you already dropped your Instagram, your Facebook, your well, address, your social security. So. I, I know, what did you do if I, like, if I dropped the number, the number, but it was like the National Suicide Hotline? <laughs> we can't mix that up with Shmi. <laughs> but we're like, happy. Yeah, like, here's Shmi, K. <laughs> Bye, don't cut yourself, thanks. <laughs> Anyways, now that I've just gotten this podcast to be super dark, <laughs> oh, um, so Ryan, <laughs> <just the> <laughs> yeah, right. y'all buckle up for this next hour and a half. Y'all in for a treat and a trick. So Ryan, how do we know each other? 
Oh, how do we know each other? So, me and Sam obviously have this connection. Yes. As best friends. Yes. But aside from that, mm-hmm. where it all started was being army brats. Mm-hmm. And having that connection as army brats kind of starts you out kind of on the same level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You always move to a neighborhood mm-hmm. that you have no idea who anyone is, so what you're getting yourself into, yeah. what school you're going to be at, what mm-hmm. the culture is going to be like. Yeah. It's moving from state to state or mm-hmm. even out of the country. It's mm-hmm. completely different every time. Yep. So me and Sam grew up in the same neighborhood mm-hmm. um, called McGill Circle. It's in Eatontown, New Jersey. And it's dead now. And it's completely dead and just pretty much some bricks and... I know it's sad. Like it looks like a war zone. Yeah. Which is ir- the irony of it all because it's a military housing yeah. and it looks like a war zone now. It's in the middle of a golf course, which is yeah. kind of an interesting aspect. But we can always get into that a little bit. Later. <laughs> so... I had already moved into the neighborhood by the time that Sam had moved. For in. about was it just a year? Or was it more? I think than it was that? about a year. I think okay. It was about a year. Okay. And there were so many families moving in and out at that. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Fort Monmouth was just expanding. Mm-hmm. You know, there was there were so many people there. Every house was filled up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and Sam moved in one day, and <laughs> like any other family that moves in, you know, you want to get to know them. Mm-hmm. So I see mm-hmm. Sam walking around the neighborhood with his dog. Mm-hmm. And I think Sam has a little bit of a different take on this. Always. I was trying to be a nice kid and, you know, maybe get to know him a little bit. <laughs> and so I was riding my bike and mm. Sam has a little bit more details to this story. <laughs> Just let's say this. Sam's completely Harry Pottered out. He has yeah, Velcro yeah, yeah. sandals, probably oh. cargo shorts, uh-huh. probably holding Legos. Oh, 100%. Um, his hair's kind of long and he's wearing glasses. Yep, 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 yep. Like, so round The kid glasses. that, like, you really don't want to associate yourself with and probably just drinks 10 Mountain Dews a day. But acts, but probably. <laughs> no, it was actually Fanta, but continue. <laughs> and I'm this not completely punchy kid yet, but I'm getting that point where in elementary school, you know, towards middle school, you yeah, kind of yeah. hit that bad spot. Oh, yeah. Oh, everyone has yeah. that bad spot. So... I'm over there riding my bike and I come across Sam and I'm like, hey, is that your dog? Which to Sam is like, no, yeah, dumbass. Yeah, yeah, it's my dog Uh has wants nothing to do with me. I'm just trying to start a conversation (laughs) so I can get to know this kid. Maybe he can be a friend of mine. Uh Obviously thought wrong, but here we are. (laughs) So we start talking. Sam, I think you already had kind of some insight into yes. me from your uh-huh. friends in the neighborhood. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was not a kid to be dealt with. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so you already just wanted nothing to do with me. Yep, yep, yep. I'm pretty sure this whole situation only lasted maybe five or ten minutes. Yeah, maybe at, at, at most. But yeah. that was literally our first interaction. Yeah, yeah, Me yeah, asking yeah. if the dog that you're walking <laughs> is your dog. And that's about it. And I'm pretty sure after that, you're like, I never want to see that. Kid yeah. Again. And it took an entire year for me and Ryan to then become best friends yeah. because I was such a dick. I would to say him. even more than that. No, 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 no. Because it was after my seventh grade year was then that was when we had that big fight that yeah. ended up me going to your house yeah. and us becoming best friends. But it was so funny. It was because my take on the story is when Ryan came up and said, is that your dog? It was like this in my mind. Is that your dog? <laughs> No, it's someone else's dog that I'm walking, you <laughs> dumbass. And then I noticed his, what was he wearing? His, his jean shorts. He was riding his bike. Sounds about right. But he didn't fit on, fit on his bike. So his knees were sticking out. He was riding it crazy. <laughs> and 
I knew from friends that I had made that he was this weird kid. But it's so ironic that in the end, they were the weird ones. See, you get a bad rep as a kid if you're more outgoing yes. and try to get to know somebody yes. because everyone wants to huddle in their like little shells yes. and be like, cocoons. oh, I'm cool for fucking hating people. Yeah. Uh. So I pretty much cut the bullshit from day one. Oh, yeah. Like. Oh, and that's why I hated Ryan was yeah. that he called me out my bullshit. Yeah. And I, that's the kid I was, was I was a closeted gay kid. Well, I didn't even know that I was gay then. I just knew that there's something, there something different with me. Uh, low key, high key. <laughs> when I started getting like the limp wrist tendency, I thought because I had just finished sixth grade and there was a kid in my class who had Down syndrome or maybe just autism. It was it was on the spectrum and he had limp wrists and was kind of, you know, physically demor like demorphed a little bit. And I was worried that I was becoming him. So when I started realizing I was walking with like a limp wrist and I was being a little prissy, I was like, oh, my God, like, I think I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like gaining a chromosome or something and like i think i think i'm becoming that guy. i don't think i've ever heard this you've story. never heard the story i can't believe i haven't and so, i had no idea where it so was going I, the entire time i thought i thought like uh, like it was like like an illness i was yeah. catching like oh my god like i remember one time i had to share a banana with him in class and i think like his Wait, saliva I, I don't I don't even want to get there and i was so afraid that i was becoming basically that i i, I was like you know, catching the downs or something. <laughs> yeah. I just want to talk about how that all came to you guys sharing a banana. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. <laughs> the irony behind the whole thing. Point is, I was a dumb and naive little kid yeah. who had all these internal issues. And I didn't know what they were or how to address mm-hmm. them. So I took them out on someone like Ryan who was just trying to be a nice friend. And then in the end, here we are. Ta-da. Here we are. I'm so little shit, but we're still yeah. best friends and brothers. And going off of that is even though Ryan and I are military brats and growing up, we moved all over the place. New Jersey was the last place for Ryan to move. It was end game for him. He has been here in New Jersey since 2001, 2002. He has not left. I had to move after 2008 to a couple places. Then I came back on my own. Even in all this time, it's almost been 10 years since I've been back in New Jersey on my own. Me and Ryan never traveled anywhere together. Yeah. Like, it's, it was, it's crazy to think nah, about yeah. because you and your girlfriend have traveled yeah. all the time. And there have been times where your family has gone away. And I'm mm. so, obviously, I'm like a member of your yeah, family. Yeah. And it's so weird how there was never a time where I went with you guys anymore or vice versa, where you didn't go anywhere with yeah. my family. Until May <laughs> of this year, Ryan and I went to New Orleans because... <laughs> you already know. That was yeah. Big Frida, the Queen Diva, Vesa Believa, the Queen of New Orleans. And we went there to not only go find her, because we are her bigger biggest fans. Yeah, try to be. We're trying, yeah, yeah. But because Ryan and I needed to go on a trip. My grandmother passed away. Thanks, Grandma. Thanks, Grandma D. I got a little bit of money money, and I decided to drop it on an experience of a lifetime. Which it was. And it was. And the the aftershocks of that trip. <laughs> still uh, haunting us. Still, literally still haunting yeah. us. So, well, I guess we'll just go right into it. I mean. Yeah. I mean, why not? Why not? There's a lot that happened. There's a lot to cover. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, overall, it was a great trip. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm thankful that, like, Sam wanted to take his dead grandmother's money and <laughs> lay it all on me. So, thank you for that. 
but we did, I didn't know what to expect. You had been to New Orleans before. Yeah, yeah. I'd so I, there. yeah, so I had gone for work last year. Yeah, and I fucking fell in love yeah. with it. And immediately the entire time I was texting you, I was like, Ryan, we need to come here together. And we went literally almost to the exact date a year later mm-hmm. than when I had been yeah. there. And it was just a phenomenal trip. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, me and Sam are already very close friends, mm-hmm. but for us to experience a city together like that mm-hmm. and explore mm-hmm. and see different culture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and people, mm-hmm. and it was just overall just an amazing trip. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm so thankful that we went on it. I know, it was a blast. But <laughs> but on that note... <laughs> on that note... <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, go, 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 go. So me and Sam get to New Orleans mm-hmm. and... I'm excited, but he's super excited because he knows what I'm getting into, and I have no idea what I'm about to get into. Oh, yeah. So, of course, we have to hit food first. Oh, absolutely. Why are you not going to go to New Orleans and just eat eat and drink your way through the entire yeah. city? Y'all don't even know. So, I knew we had to get some pralines. Yeah. Yeah, not um, pralines. Don't yeah. be basic. It's yeah. a praline. Gumbo, jambalaya, oh. Oh. the whole nine. Oh my god! Me and Ryan went to a cooking class. Yes, my mouth is watering all over yes. again. We made gumbo, jambalaya, and pralines. Yeah, and it was the bomb.com.org.edu.uk. Yeah. It was. It was all that <laughs> minus and a bag of chips. Literal, probably a bag of chips. <laughs> minus that annoying little girl who I wish that oil burned her butt. Yeah. So me and Sam were in the cooking class uh-huh. and. There was just a lot of people there that Which wasn't that, did that was not the... need to be there, though. Yes, yes. Just didn't care. They we didn't... went we went to New Orleans School of Cooking, I think, something completely yeah. legit. Like, legitimate. Remember, it was, like, number two on the on TripAdvisor yeah. of the places yep. to go in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And people just weren't taking it seriously. No, no, at all. But we still enjoyed ourselves. Oh, 100%. Even though there was little girls running around that, you know, <sighs> probably could have been burned by any of the food at any time. Yeah, and here's the thing. So, a little, little annotation. The child wasn't even the bigger issue. It was the mom. Because yeah. you can't blame a toddler for not understanding how to behave in a class yeah, like that. Yeah. The fact that the mom was not paying attention to her daughter as her daughter went, went up to the stove where yeah. the oil was flying all over. Yeah. I wanted to call Dyfus so fast <laughs> on that mom and then steal that child from her. Because but she did the right thing. I mean, you just give her an entire bag of jelly beans. And watch her day. devour them. <laughs> Y'all, she ate all 52 flavors. <laughs> It was just, I'm going to put it this way, a smorgasbord of people. Yes, yes. Just completely different backgrounds <laughs> yeah. from all over. Yeah. It was a melting pot within the cooking class. Yeah. And Sam had this friend, I'll call her, oh. sitting next to him the entire time. Mm-hmm. Granted, people are nice. We, oh, we are yes. open to people. Yes. We want to talk to them. We're yes. fine with that. Yes. But it was the type of person <laughs> where if something happened... They would have to like nudge you or look at you and make sure that like you're acknowledging like, oh my God, he just said a joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and yeah, it's just yeah. like, relax. I know. And what was so funny was that I didn't understand what her deal was because she was vegan. So she couldn't eat yeah. any of the food that was being cooked yeah. and prepared. Which was fine with Sam because he literally oh my got God, I got second every third. And like, I almost felt like she was like, she was trying to fill me up to then like cook me later in the swamp. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she, she kind of had that vibe. She had that vibe. But then it was funny because the entire time she, she was with her friend. And I just remember thinking, and a- after the fact, I was venting to Ryan about it, and I, just, I told him, what was the effing point of that woman being in the class with her friend if she wasn't going to eat anything? And then Ryan brings me down to reality, and he goes, um, her friend was blind, yeah. and she was her guy. <laughs> and I said, and to hell I go. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I'm like, 
let's take a step back here. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if she was here for her. Or she was here for her friend. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't know if you noticed, but her friend was wearing sunglasses the entire. Well, time. I mean, I'm not watching her, and who knows? Some people like to wear sunglasses inside. Yeah, she only had a giant pole where she was like, <laughs> trying to figure out where she was going. But yeah, who knows? <laughs> I'm dead. Yeah, so that happened. Aside um, from the cooking school. We had the swamp boat tour. Yes, which was awesome. Our our guide tried to pull in a crocodile. Yes. I told Ryan beforehand, if I do not see a crocodile fighting a child, I don't want to strip. Yeah. And I also, I want to see this majestic image of a bird lying down from the tree and slowly lands on the water and then gets fucking devoured by a crocodile. <laughs> like, I wanted that National Geographic shit. Didn't get it. Lots of crocodiles. <laughs> yeah. But that was about it. Um, there was a homeless man. Yes, with there, his son. There was a, there was more than one. Oh yeah, yeah. Man. But, but but our favorite homeless man. Our fam, fam our, our favorite or famous homeless man, yeah. I would say, because he's famous to us now, is someone walking around with the sign that I'm pretty sure said would eat pussy for food for well, tips for tips. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I think we met up with him at the end of the night. Right? <laughs> we didn't get him no puss, but. <laughs> Um, another thing that I want to talk about is for the first time in my entire life, I had boobies in my face. Yes. So there's this bar that me I don't know if it was the first time, but it was the most recent time. <laughs> Touche. Um, it definitely reaffirmed that I am a homosexual. Yes. There's this bar where you sit in a barber's chair. And for those watching on YouTube, I'm going to put the video right here with along <laughs> with it. And you sit in the chair, you pay like $6 a shot. And she literally tips you over on the chair, spins the chair, pours on the shot, and she rubs her big old, like, double, double, double D titties in your face. And beforehand, because I'm a respectful human being, I want to let her know, like, hey, just so you know, I'm gay. And she said to me, honey, I don't care if you're gay, straight, black, white. Like, how would that have helped the situation? Because I don't want her to think I was like some pervy white kid being like, oh my God, I'm going to get some titties in my face. business is literally having people sit in her chair. I know, I know. But like, you know, but that's why she went in on me. Because she was like, he's gay, he's not even, I'm not going to worry about some pop boner. I'm going to put those boobies in his face. And I gave her $12 and a tip. So that was amazing. Yeah. So I hope you guys. And we're not talking about one shot. We're talking about like half a liter of fire. It was so much alcohol. And you had no choice. No choice. No choice. (laughs) And I was, and that was the first drink of the night. That was our second night. Yeah. And we were good after that. We went home. No, we did not. (laughs) Okay. Um, No. And so then the other thing that I thought was a highlight was I brought Ryan to his very first drag show. And it's so funny because I'm surprised Ryan had never gone to a drag show because i mean i'm surprised we've never gone on vacation together well i know but also but those should have happened at the same time and they did exactly you know? but so also the other reason why i'm surprised is that ryan is the king of the gays as a straight white male ryan is the king of the gays for some reason he has so many more gay friends than i do and it's so weird and they're not just i mean you casual. guys are all coming out now it's, I'm the, dead. it's the cool thing to do i'm dead <laughs> but it's not even like oh he know he works with someone who identifies as gay they're like his close friends yeah and they're all gay. And I was so mad at first because I said, no, no, no. That's my thing. I'm the gay friend. I'm yeah, the gay best yeah. friend. And it took me a long time to get over it and accept that there's other gay people in the world. And, <laughs> and, and I feel like one day I'm going to find out you guys are all hooking up behind my back. I'm going to throw <laughs> up my mouth because I'm, I'm picturing that and it's just not okay with me. Yeah. So at the drag show, Ryan did not realize that at, at, at a gay bar, the people just say whatever they want to say. 
I really didn't. I had no idea what to expect there either. Your favorite thing? This was just a whole trip of new experiences. <laughs> it really was. Your favorite moment was when... My favorite moment was when one of the drag queens came out and she was talking on the mic and it, you know, it starts getting like that. Uh, static. That's static. Like like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes, oh, and she starts banging it on her vagina. vagina. <laughs> and she's like, oh, and then it started working again. She's like, oh, hey. Yeah. And I'm like, what just happened? Ryan. Whatever it was, was the most funny thing I've ever seen. <laughs> but that's a drag show. But it's like, yeah. I love their personalities. Yes, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Because they are whoever they want to be. Exactly, exactly. So it was just, it was fun. It was yeah. a new experience for mm-hmm. me. I was open to it. Mm-hmm. You have to be open to it. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. of course, mm-hmm. I'm obviously straight, but I'm not like, oh, <laughs> I, I might catch the gay syndrome. The gay syndrome. <laughs> As opposed to when I thought you know I was what I mean? catching Down syndrome. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So even though we went into New Orleans not knowing what we were getting into, mm-hmm. we came back with something. A curse. A curse. Well, what's so crazy is that I was listening to RuPaul's podcast, which I listen to all the time. And the week or two prior to us going to New Orleans, somehow New Orleans got brought up because I think one of the one of the guests asked if he had ever gone. And he said, yeah, yeah. But he goes, I hate going. And they said, why? He said, because there's always a dark energy there. And I feel like I need to come home and have a seance or something to get rid of that energy. And immediately I thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Whatever. <laughs> uh, guys, b- d- be prepared. All right, because Ryan and I went to the Museum of Death. Yeah, we and did. I think that's where we got it. Because I mean, aside from that, there's a bunch of voodoo shit. There's so much voodoo times. going on, and honestly, it is kind of dark when you think about it. All the homeless people. Yeah. All of the drugs that we were seeing. That's true too. I mean, people were coming up to us yeah. asking for weed and coke and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. It was crazy. I mean, it's yeah. it's. There's a dark energy energy there because of the history. Yeah. And I mean, everyone flocks there to have fun. But at the same time, if you like take a step back and actually look at it, mm-hmm. it's like all these kids are coming here to yes. get drunk and party. Yes. Yes. But it's also in the middle of all these homeless people. Which yes. At the same time. Yes. The entire city is still even recovering from Hurricane Katrina. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. It's, it's, it's kind of a mesh of weird vibes and oh, just different people yeah and with ryan and i being very open and susceptible susceptible people we definitely picked something up and again i think it was from the museum of death because we were willingly walking into a museum full of history about murders yeah, rapists I mean, exactly what you think it would be of i mean murders and rapes of all ages and I mean, genders don't get me wrong they had it was great. Really cool things. Oh, really, there. You know, I mean, cool is a weird word to use, but like oh, interesting no. things to see. Yeah, because it also showed how people used to get buried in the 1800s yeah. and how they dealt with you know bodies all throughout history. Yeah. which that was the cool part, and yeah. even had animals. Yeah. yeah. But then me and Ryan sat in this theater, and I bet you that's where we got the got the curse was we willingly sat in this theater watching 20 minutes worth of just documentary about this these serial killers who would abduct yeah. teenagers and young yeah. kids, rape them and throw them in ditches and run away. Yeah. And I think that spirit was like, oh, you, you cute. It took us 20 minutes to figure out. Yeah, you're like, let's. Probably leave. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> people kept coming in and sitting down and I realized there was more people coming. I yeah. said, I think we it's time to G-O yeah. out the D-O. Yeah. And it was. <laughs> it was time to go. But we did go into a voodoo store as well. And but, I mean, you we did didn't... touch. <gasps> oh my God. Oh my god, yeah. Ryan! It's my fault. Yeah, I think it is. It's my fault. So pretty much this voodoo store that we went into, it has these different Maria stones. Voodoo stores. Yeah, it has these different stones and things like that that have different powers. 
people can buy the stones in the store and then they will put them up on like I would say this like monument. It kind of looks like a tree in a little bit, but uh-huh. it's like you put your stone on there uh-huh. and you either say a wish or something that you want. Yep. yep. <laughs> Sam's like, oh, what's this? <laughs> I'm like, it says don't touch <laughs> it like everywhere on this thing. I mean, I'm pretty and sure this said- is the same night though that we were pretty hammered but it we also went in there at the end of the night and yeah but it doesn't matter because it wasn't said, in our favor it said don't touch or like you get cursed yeah, basically y'all i done fucked up and we definitely got cursed because oh, the yeah. ride home oh my god so or i guess the adventure the home? adventure good word for it adventure so do, do you do you want to start you, or do you want me to start because it, it's your fault anyway oh my god i can't believe we're fight like we're finally figuring this out so Basically, what ha- happened was Ryan and I had a flight at 11 a.m. going from New Orleans. We had a layover in, I think, South Carolina and then to New Jersey. The flight was basically immediately delayed, which again, no, shocker. this was supposed to be a direct flight. Oh, oh that's right, because we had the layover coming. Yeah, we so had right, a direct this flight. This was a direct flight. We were like, flight. oh, awesome, we're going to get back. That's middle of the right. day we're because the rest of the day to hang out because memorial yes, day was monday yes and the guy i was dating at the time was gonna pick me up from the airport and take, yes. him, take me back to his place in the city so like cool we have a whole day to like oh relax and like kind of you know get back into things and that just did not go our way no so the flight was immediately delayed three hours or five no five hours five hours something crazy yes because it, it was going from our flight was at like 11 yeah. or 9 or something 10 i don't know i'm throwing out numbers and it was delayed till at least three or four yeah so then me and Ryan said, okay, fuck, whatever. But honestly, there's nothing you can do about it. But then we found out that there was a problem with the plane coming from wherever it came from, and they didn't fix the problem. And slowly but surely, we realized there is no way. We ain't going home. We ain't, go- we ain't going nowhere. <laughs> so to make that part of the story super short, because it's a long, ex- you know, exhausting process, eventually we had to change airlines. We had to run to the weirdest part of the airport. Yeah. Me and Ryan were so exhausted. We had to make sure our bags were even coming with us because yeah. we had already been on the plane that had been broken down for eight yes, hours. Yes, yes. And then me and Ryan went to the part of the airport where they don't have apparently outlets or seats or anything or food. It was so weird. Yeah. So Ryan and I were sitting on the floor. We were so exhausted that I decided to play a game where every time someone walked by, I or Ryan would say, oh, no, no, we're, we're not homeless. We're just stuck. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, it was so funny because me and Ryan at this point had been at the airport for at least 12 hours yeah. easily. Eventually, we went to South Carolina. Yeah. That's why I got that in my head. Yeah. We got a layover in South Carolina at i think like 11 p.m we got there yeah. and that flight wasn't delayed but it was gonna take longer th- to get home it was adding another hour on because yeah. of a storm and the pilot didn't want to fly through the storm but we were just in that mood where it's like just get us home you we, know we didn't care anything could go wrong at this point y- we've already it, been through it all exactly just, just top us off it literally not exactly. in a good way but top us off <laughs> <laughs> top me top me ghost daddy so i'm not even gonna ask what that means <laughs> <laughs> so so then we get to LaGuardia Airport. Luckily, my Which, by the way, we were supposed to fly into Newark. Yeah, yeah, so. side note. And then my boyfriend at the time was living in the Upper East Side. So Ryan and I just took an Uber straight across the river to his place. We crashed there for the night and it was great because then eventually we went home the next day. I know I think I yeah. stayed or something. I don't know. And then that was it. So we got home thinking, oh, you know. That's the price to pay. Which for an I mean, amazing looking trip. back at that though, 
he came into our lives. I'm gonna put it our lives, not just your life, but your ex came into our lives to bring us home. To take us home from the airport. Exactly. So thank you, douchebag, <laughs> who broke up with me like two weeks later for the dumbest reason. Thank you for doing one good thing. Thank you for letting me sleep on your couch. Yeah. Even though I don't know how many of your boyfriend's friends. best friends have slept on it. That's a story for another day. <laughs> Ryan and I just chalked it up to that was a price to pay for an amazing trip. Yeah. A shitty travel day home, whatever, because we still had the yeah. next day off. That was just the beginning of the curse. So I get home. Everything's normal. Everything's fine. I have Monday off. I go to work on Tuesday. And I'm feeling a little sick. And so is Ryan. Yeah. So Ryan started feeling a little sick in New Orleans, but not like a cold sick. He was just feeling worn down. Yeah. I'm like, it's normal. It's like we spent literally a whole day at the airport. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Ryan and I kept getting sicker and sicker. Yeah. No matter how many times we went to the gym. Yeah. No matter how well we were eating, how well we were sleeping. Yeah. We could not stop getting sick. And it was getting worse and worse yeah. and worse to the point where me and Ryan basically almost lost both of our voices. We were so stuffed up. Ryan and I both had like weird ear infections, mm-hmm. basically. It was just a nightmare. Yeah. But again, you got to be like, okay, it was the airport. We were both in the airport for a long time. That's what it is. Yeah. Still not realizing that some dark entity came back with us. So then on a Thursday, on that Thursday, still it's like the week post New Orleans, I'm working at my desk, I'm doing my editing stuff because, you know, I work at a production studio, I'm doing my thing and something swats my face and there's a bug. I'm like, what the hell, you know? And I turn my chair, mind you, I have a private office. I turn my chair and my entire window and the floor around it are covered with easily a thousand yeah. flying ants yeah. and let's i say, let's say a cool ten thousand because yeah, the i way mean the video looks well because when they ripped up the carpet yeah. there was maggots and so many yeah. more bugs on yeah. the carpet. and guys it was in just my office yeah. the entire rest of the office was fine and then the craziest part was when the exterminator came he said there is no evidence of where these bugs came in or how they're getting yeah. out it is as if you brought these bugs into this room and just dropped them there because there is nothing they're not they're not termites yeah so they didn't come through the wood there's no leaks or cracks in the window there is no way that these bugs got in here and i just remember thinking i think i'm cursed yeah. because on top of us already being sick yes and the plane we were already kind of like hmm like mm-hmm. are we cursed mm-hmm. like what's going on and because because obviously like we were being a little bit dramatic yeah, of as course. a joke. But, but after the bug thing happened, we were like, all right, is something actually going on? Yeah, and then I had that bad haircut. Yeah. And oh, then, we need pics of the haircut, too, okay. by the way. Right here. Yikes. Yeah. Also, here's the bugs, too. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> so then I had this bad haircut that same day, by the way. So that was a very tra- yeah. that was a traumatic day in my life, and I had to go to therapy yeah. the next week to talk about it. It was one of the haircuts where you had to wear a hat after it. I it literally did. You all ever see that Sesame Street book growing up with Grover and it's Grover's bad haircut? It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. So aside from that, this this situation, I wasn't there for it, but this is what kind of brings it all together where we're like, we are definitely cursed. Well, wait, before, but, but before you say that, let me just mention, me and Ryan both all week, besides again being sick, we felt a heaviness to us. Yeah. We felt 
like something was when like you know something's kind of around. Yes, and me and Ryan never. It's feel like kind of like way. when you know someone's staring at you. Yes, we were feeling that all week long, and it was just eerie. And so then on that Saturday. I told Ryan, I'm on my way to go get my haircut fixed because I went to my girl this time to get it fixed. And what happened as I was leaving my apartment? I don't even want to say it. I'm scared to say it. Essentially. Not essentially. Literally what happened. Literally. I don't know why I said essentially, but literally. A picture of me and Sam from his wall fell from the wall, missed his desk completely somehow. And shattered on the ground. And it didn't just shatter, guys. It shattered across Ryan and I in the picture, but nowhere else in the frame. The frame, which is like a cheap wood frame from Walmart, didn't break. The glass didn't even shatter in a way of it went everywhere. It just cracked all over our faces. And that was the only spot where the glass cracked. And as soon as I got that video from Sam, (gasps) I'm like... Which again, here we go. Here, here's the video. I need to go home after that. Yes, yeah. And so I thought to myself, I am not coming back into this apartment until I am saged. Until I am. I mean, that's like I was afraid. We needed to be baptized again. Straight up, straight up. Even though the water probably turned black. (laughs) No, we would walk in, and the the priest would be, "Uh, uh, y'all get out, get out, get out." (laughs) So then I went to my hairdresser. I got it fixed. But then the weirdest thing was. There is a spiritual slash psychic shop next door that I forgot about. So I went in there and I said, y'all need to hook me up with some sage and some Palo, Palo, Palo Santo, Palo Santo and fix me because I was in New Orleans. And of course, the guy look was basically like, you're being dramatic. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, so you're not really psychic then. Like, you just expose yourself because you would know. Because let me tell you, what just happened is my best friend and I went to New Orleans and we got motherfucking cursed because we thought it was fun to for two little white boys to go to New Orleans on a trip. And plot twist, some black voodoo king was like, you killed my people. I'm going to get you. Which you literally texted me that. And that's exactly how I read the text. <laughs> it's like the way that you typed it out and the exaggeration. Yes, I yes, can yes, picture the way yes. you said it. And I just saw it in person just yes, now. Yes. And I'm like, that's exactly that's how I read said. it. Well, so then I got saged because the girl who was washing my hair at the hair salon was all of a sudden t- tells me, oh, I do that. And I was like, what the fuck is <laughs> happening? So then we went to the alleyway. She took the sage that I bought. She saged me down, had me say some weird ass. You guys are in an alleyway now behind <laughs> the like, hair salon. The okay. <laughs> and so then she sages me. And also she saged you for me, through me. I felt it. Um, <laughs> there's so many jokes I can make right there. And then I went home with the idea of I'm going to go home. I'm going to save my apartment and take a nap. What happened on the way home? I got pulled over. Yeah. I got a ticket. And that was my breaking point was, oh, my fucking God, this demon is there's never going to no leave us alone. Help. Then I went home. I saved my place. I lit my Palo. I almost say Palo Alto. My Palo Santo. I took a bomb ass nap. Woke up like three days later. And all of a sudden... It's been fine. You slept for three days. Don't you? When you take naps? <laughs> Isn't that normal? <laughs> I woke up in a coffin. I was pale white. I had fangs. <laughs> and I realized, oh my fucking God, I'm Edward Cullen. <laughs> but so that was it. And then that was the end of the curse. And I think I... Whatever. Think. I'm good. We think. We think. Even though this happens to us all the time, though, there's been a lot... 
going on with us talking about people. Yes, yes. And them reappearing in yes. our lives. For instance. Either physically or through social media. Yes. It's just like, we get it. We're talking and their ears are ringing. Yes. But at the same time, it's eerie because these are people that we literally have had no contact for with for years. 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 Like the other day when so-and-so friended you <laughs> and then so-and-so. No, I was talking shit about so-and-so yeah. because a, 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 a time hop thing came up. Yeah. And then what happened? So-and-so then sent you a friend request, but not me, which is weird. That's the thing. It's like these people come back into our lives, but like they avoid you and always try to I know. come through to me. Probably, uh, yeah. But I still feel like they're trying to see what you're doing. Exactly. Exactly. Because you you do have a lot going on. I do. The podcast, the web series. Yes. You know, and honestly, because I had my social media break, and now that I'm popping back up, yeah, they're probably like, "Oh, what's going on? Yeah, 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 what kind of project are you up to? What's good, Sam? What's good? Dylan and Sam was going on for the longest time, and a lot of people were following the updates on that. So you kind of like, you know, you went ghost for a while, and I'm sure people are like, "Well, like, what's he up to at this point? Did he get AIDS and die finally? (laughs) (laughs) I honestly was wondering if a lot of people literally thought like something really bad happened to me. No, we would find out. Even from your grave, you'd be like, guys, <laughs> make it super dramatic. <laughs> we need a post. I'm, a, I'm posting from the grave. <laughs> I'm wet. I'm cold. Worms are in my ears. But I'm living, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And tell a big free dice said hi. All right. So Ryan and I are going to take a quick break and we will be right back. All right. And we are back. That's the gist of our New Orleans trip. We got cursed. We almost died. That was it. I mean... And we're ready to go back. <laughs> yeah. May 2020. Let's hit it. Because I need some of that food back in my Oh, my God. Face. Gumbo me up. Another thing about Ryan and I that y'all probably would be shocked about is even though, yeah, me and Ryan are three years apart, we never went to school together. We went to the same schools, yep. but never once... Were we ever at the same yeah. school? Because I moved the year, the summer before my senior year, when Ryan Which would have been a freshman. Probably the worst thing anyone like could go through. That year was so lame. <laughs> Moving the year before your senior year of high school, when kind of everyone's chilling out. Yeah, kind yeah. of. You're grown up at this point. You're kind of getting out of the house. Oh yeah. You know you're allowed to stay out. Yes, and yes. You want to experience all these new things with your friends. Yeah, and, and literally Sam got none of that. I got none of that. I was because the curriculum in Colorado was different than the curriculum the what? here. The what? The what? Curriculum? Oh, okay. Just wanted to make sure. Sounded like you said cricket. I had to take all freshman courses the entire time. So I got straight A's, which is fine. <laughs> but <laughs> For the first time ever. Yeah, literally I was a shit student in high school and then I rocked in college. I, yeah. I redeemed myself. Like most people do. Yeah. But Ryan and I thought it'd be really funny. Is if we took a look, took a little gander into our high school and middle school yearbooks and remembered the times of people that we no yeah. longer talk to. I'll go first. Sam can get the first one. So this is my eighth grade yearbook for those watching from 2005. And literally the first thing you see when you open my yearbook is a message from this girl that I was friends with who was the first girl I ever kissed. Surprisingly, not the last girl I ever kissed. The situation was we were on our way back from a field trip and we're on the back of the bus. And we thought it'd be a funny idea if we took basically all of our clothes off, 
put on scrubs that we got at this like nursing doctor convention we went to and started making out. And she was a voluptuous, beautiful black woman, or I guess a girl. And I was a scrawny ass, closeted, long Justin Bieber hair, white kid picture literally right here. And we made out. I just want to say real quick, yes. you've had the weirdest experiences at school. <laughs> you shared a banana with a kid that had Down syndrome <laughs> and you went to a nursing and doctor convention in middle school. And then made out Who with are you? on the back of the bus. Well, the funniest part of the story is that our friend was taking photos and then put them on MySpace. And we were posing for these photos. Like we knew that I she was taking space. photos. I miss my. I was grabbing her boobs underneath the scrubs and like posing all sexy. We were literally shooting child porn on the back <laughs> of the bus, guys. And so she wrote in my yearbook, Sam, dude, you are the hottest white boy I have ever been with. I had a great time making out with you and shooting porn with. I was your first black bitch. Well, I love you. Stay white. One love. I don't even know where to start with that. And really Is that quick, your first kiss? Yeah. 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 That's an experience. And you wonder why I was thinking in my head, what? <laughs> what? Is there supposed to be food in my mouth that I wasn't eating? What? <laughs> and then right underneath it, my girlfriend at the time wrote, hi, Sam, you're awesome. Have fun. <laughs> you meant a lot to her. I meant so much to her because she probably knew this, this boy gay. That was when you were in Converse in a Spitfire sweatshirt. Oh, all right, you go, you go. So you yeah. want to know what's in my middle school year? One hundred percent. Open okay. that up. It says Hags. You're one of my best friends. Meow mix. Hags, <laughs> Hags, Hags. It's literally all Hags and signatures. Fucking people hilarious. don't care. They don't care. School. Oh my god, you're hags. not kidding. You rock my world. Hags. Emma. Uh. You extra dirty. Eh, ooh. Oh, uh, which by the way, this whole joke went on in middle school, which yeah. I still don't even understand. Uh-huh. But I think it was just baseball practice. And this is my rec spec stage. Okay. So I wore rec specs. Are you familiar with what rec specs no, are? What is that? They're pretty much glasses for you to play sports in. And oh they, yes they look like racquetball glasses yes and they like have a band that wraps yes. around your head yes so i wore those in middle school for basketball and baseball i'm dead so i was already the most popular kid with those but on top of that i was kind of growing into my body i pretty much was like five foot ten or eleven at this point yeah a size 14 shoe already ryan is tall as fuck <laughs> ryan is tall as fuck like he hits his head on my doorways every time he's over here <laughs> because yeah, i want to knock myself out <laughs> stand to be around you but anyways <laughs> so i wear the rec specs i'm not the most in uh sports inclined person at this point with mm -hmm. athletic ability mm -hmm. and there's this joke that goes around and i don't know where it started from but all the guys in the baseball team are like ryan do you like butter or girls like do you like butter more than girls <laughs> i'm like <laughs> I'm like I don't even what? I don't even know what this means. Wait, what? Wait, what, what did it mean? I have no idea. Still, oh, I thought they were calling you fat. Be like, you like better more than oh, girls. Oh, maybe. Like honestly, yeah, but you might have the butter too. So you, you might have just deciphered that. I never understood what they meant, and that's oh, probably what that's they meant. how that's how I was laughing. That's probably what they meant. That's fucked. Oh, little fat Ryan, he went home and like fucked the butter, and then ate it. <laughs>
So pretty much, I was like, yeah, I like butter more than girls. Uh-huh. Little did I know that nickname was going to stick. They called you butter. They called me butter the entire <laughs> baseball season. And on top of that, they were hitting pop flies one day. I don't know if you know what that yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I know something about sports. I think there's like six and, in a football game. Yeah. So they hit a pop fly to me. I'm at first base at this time. Uh-huh. I look up. There's this huge glare off my rec specs. I can't oh, see shit. Oh, fuck. Where's this going? Where's this going? I completely missed the ball. goes past my glove. Hits me right in the cup. <laughs> and I'm out for the entire day. My ball's probably didn't even drop yet. They, I was they, they did that old? day. I'm dead. I'm dead. So that's just a little insight into my <laughs> middle school experience right there. Well, I'm dying. Want to know why? Why? So I just casually opened up my junior yearbook to see what was said. To see, you know, skim it. Yeah. Do you want to know what someone wrote in my yearbook? Clearly, you gay and we know it? No. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, clearly, I have a tendency to shoot porn at school. Oh, I know where this is going. Ready? Here we go. Dear Sam, I'm so glad that I got to know you better this year. We had such a fun time together backstage during Gypsy. I loved those naughty photos we took. You literally were trying to get into my pants, and I was literally trying to get into yours. Thank you for not getting mad at me each time I grabbed your penis. And have a wonderful (laughs) time in California. I'm sure you'll make so many more new friends. You have such a good personality. And please come visit us next year. We'll take more naughty photos together at prom and Wildwood. Wink, wink. Okay. Have a great summer. What is wrong with you? <laughs> what was... I could have gone to jail. I was becoming like like Hugh Hefner. Which I don't even know if you want to get into this, but you remember the nude that went around in high school. Oh, yeah. I also sent a nude of myself around high school. So I wonder why they were saying that. Well, hmm. okay. So I said... I claimed... My claim to fame was that my friend at the time... Her ex-boyfriend sent her boobs around and because I wanted... It, yeah, it was the thought that counted because you were really trying to help the situation. I actually was, but You're also... Trying, you were trying to get the attention on you. That's weird. It's so unlike you. <laughs> and so I decided, let me help my friend out so that they don't see her weird areolas. Let me send my dick out. And I literally had my friend send it out for me so it didn't look like it came from me. And I was a talk of the town for about 24 hours. I remember people were like, oh, my God, Sam, I know you distorted your penis. It's definitely not like that long. And I said, that's just my penis. <laughs> and also, like, I'm not saying like, I'm not saying like, oh, my God, I have a big dick. I'm just saying people were like coming up to me because they probably expected. It's like one of those pictures where the girls try to make their butt look bigger. Yes. And, and like the wall in the background is like totally like, expanded. Yes, yes. Like, oh, my God, they make walls and bubbles like that. <laughs> I think people were so upset that oh my god a, a sam pelicero nude came out this is gonna be gold he's gonna have a small dick because he's so fucking annoying and then, then they were like fuck he's bigger than me and then all of a sudden what happened no one fucking cared that was it like, and then that was it and that was it like nothing ever happened with it because the stereotype is when a guy's nude comes out no one gives a fuck but when a girl's nude comes out it's like the end of the world the end of her career the end of her life all right, so we are nearing the end, unfortunately. Hmm. Sadge me. Sadge me. This went by so fast. But when Ryan was finding his yearbooks at his mom's house for today's episode, he found a motherfucking goldmine, y'all. So if you go on to youtube.com slash welcome to Jersey and search E Town Boys, E hyphen T O N. Oh, uh, yeah, it's gold. Me and Ryan and our friends for two summers in a row, created a white boy rap group called E-Town Boys. 
And we literally made beats out of GarageBand. We thought we were fire. We thought we were going to be like some famous sound. It was like the Jonas rapper. Brothers, but better. Uh, yeah. And more boys. Your favorite. <laughs> I love more boys. <laughs> and we made music videos. So during Hurricane Sandy, I stayed, at, I stayed with Ryan. And when the power was out and we decided to make a rap, it never came of it. You know, the lights came back on. Life was back normal. You know, whatever. Yeah. Ryan found this rap. From seven years ago, I have not looked at it. I told him, I do not want to see this rap until the podcast. He was peeing his pants. So what we're going to do right now is Ryan's going to drop a beat. I'm going to read this rap for a live reaction right now as a cherry on top of this episode of Shmi. Ryan, Which, by the way, I guarantee you won't even get through this. I cannot fucking wait. All right, Ryan, drop a beat. This rap is called Sandy by Sam Pell and Ryan Ross. Lights out. This bitch is sun. Been without power since the break of dawn. Sandy H is one big whore. Blown everything on the Jersey Shore. No bread, no eggs, no milk to drink. Gotta take a shit in the sink. Toilet can't flush without power. About to take one cold ass shower. Yo. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I kind of remember that. I guess we got to finish it now. <laughs> We're adults now. We can't do foolish childish things like that. Our album's dropping in two weeks. No, can you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine? All of a sudden, like, by the way, we're on iTunes with an album. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious. But that's, I mean, that's really everything that we wanted to cover today. Yeah. Ryan and I have, I mean. I mean, we have a lot more. Ryan and I could literally sit here for hours and hours and hours, but we wanted to share yeah. that story because we want to start this podcast with the most relevant stuff. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, bring exactly. it back. Because. While it's fresh in our minds. While it's fresh in our minds. <laughs> and curse free. Oh my God. Can you imagine if we had like a thing? Curse free for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag. All right. So that was today's episode, guys. Again, I am your host. Sam Pelissero at not Sam Pelissero on Instagram. And this is the co-host Ryan Ross. What's your Instagram handle? At Ryan.j.ross. What's the J stand for? James. Bye. Bye.